Hi, I'm Stacy Middlebrooks, Inner Power Priestess and Purpose Igniter, best-selling author and soon-to-be PhD. I left a successful corporate career in global HR and global DEI after 25 years to step into the fullness of my purpose and amplify my impact in the world. Now, I use my experience, education, and expertise to help Wayshower women create a life beyond their dreams by moving them from fear to freedom so they can step into the fullness of their gifts without compromising who they are or their standards. And hello, I am Jill Hyman, dream life embodiment guide and best-selling author. I am a sacred activator of dreams, helping you alchemize your vision into reality. I flirt with life by living in the both and believing you can have it all. As a former collegiate athlete and having spent nearly 20 years in corporate sales, the doing became an easy routine. This is why I now guide powerhouse women to flow from overdrive into purpose-driven. Together, we will bring calm guidance to integrate your spiritual, professional, and personal journey. We help you anchor into what is yours to be and do in this lifetime. You can count on us to engage in raw conversation about our real, authentic experiences. Together, we are the bridge between worlds and beyond barriers. We are taking you on an intuitive journey guided by our higher selves. We'll also be sitting down with some really epic humans, luminaries, who will enlighten us all still is your portal to deepen the integration of you. Thank you for being here. Now let's flow into today's show. Mm. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, sister. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello to you. Oof. So on this day, we're going to... um, Pull back the curtains, maybe the shower curtains. You're on the shower floor. <laughs> Anyone just sat down in the bathtub, let the shower water run all over you. Maybe we're just going to open the door to that closet and maybe you're on the floor there or snuggled up under the covers in the bed. Um, these are all places that I've been and I know you have too. Stacy, and um, we really want to open this uh, veil of sorts that is, we were trying to land on the word and we don't really think the frequency is that of resilience, but it's those times in your life when you have been going about your business, you got your dream, you have your big vision and like literally a two by four, literally a frying pan, literally a big semi truck, just like runs into your life, runs into your plans, runs into all the things that you thought the directions you thought you were going to be going. And I think we're seeing this collectively. Lots of this is happening. Lots of transitions, lots of things that are not within our control. It's going to feel chaotic and life continues. So I know we were, it's like, I, I know I've seen lots of um, job layoffs. There's lots of layoffs out there. Um, just knowing who's in my field and people in my space and the women in my different containers, 
there's lots of loss. There's lots of breakups. There's lots of redirections and shifts on like, what is going to feel good to me? Um, a lot of grieving, a um, lot of life directional shifts going on. Yeah. I, I like that you're bringing up the fact that this is what we're seeing in the collective. And I've seen it probably for the past few years, or for sure for the past few years, with so many women of so many different walks of life. I've also seen it with a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of children, which has been really interesting, them experiencing so much loss. Um, even if it's loss of innocence way before time, like way before that should ever happen. And yeah, uh, we have all been there to some degree. And what we're specifically talking about are not these self-imposed transitions in your life. Those can be challenging and those can be difficult as well. But as Jill said, these are the ones that you don't even see coming. These are the ones that just show up and you're confronted with them right in the moment. And if you're like a lot of people, I know, and Jill, I know you know, like your body responds. Your body responds first before your brain can even figure it all out. Your body responds. And, and most people have heard of the whole fight, flight, freeze or fawn response. But as we're going through it, our bodies keep responding and it's hard to listen to what our bodies need when we're in those states. But these transitions, I'll choose to call them transitions, these transitions that show up, like there's something our bodies, our souls want us to know. Like there's a message in it for us. I don't know how I've gotten to every single message. I'm not even convinced that I've gotten to every single message from every transition, but I know you mentioned like the curtain, the car was always my spot. Mm. I would be in the car and just screaming my head off, crying, um, driving down a highway, driving through a park, like just, ugh, just handling it. Also because I felt, self-imposed pressure mostly to always show up as if I'm okay. Oh, I have oh to my show God. up that way. You are bringing this in. <laughs> so I'll share this. This is like, ugh. let us know in the comments around like, yeah, have you had this same thing? Because that's been the biggest thing for me is no, I got to put on my face. I have to put on my face and continue to show up in this Absolutely. way. And what you were saying, so first, the the place around um, fight, flight, fawn, freeze, right? These responses our body has. Um, both Stacy and I um, are, by the time you're listening to this one, I, I imagine we're probably pretty close and or complete with our um, teacher certification. We've been in a very intense process of becoming teachers for this work. That is Ishtara. You can go to ishtarabody.com. That's I-S-H-T-A-R-A.com, uh, body.com to learn more. But this is, this is really the root of this am amazing practice that our mentor, Tracy Harward has, uh, literally channeled and created. 
is allowing our bodies to respond and sit with those emotions to then alchemize. We'll probably do a whole episode on what is Ishara, yeah. but if you are interested, shoot us an email, comment below, yeah. like, I want more. We will reach out to you um, because yeah. we'll, we'll both, give of you us, more. both of us carry a specific frequency and um, you will know who is yours to go and be with and, and work with. But that was like the sidebar to showing up and continuing to put on face. I wish I would have had the tools that I have now at the age of, oh my God, how old was I? I was 28. Um, I just did not have the tools. I was also still in a realm of like on and off depression and I was engaged and he called off the wedding and, and I, at the time was also director of sales. I think I had a team of, uh, four or five, you know, sales folks underneath me, um, was in charge of the entire sales build out our strategy. Like, you know, the, what you do when you're in that type of position. And um, I put on face and I lost so much weight in a matter of, I don't even, it might've been one to two weeks. Time is kind of, because I was so shocked. My place of solitude was the closet. I went in the closet. I mean, the whole wedding was planned. I called who I needed to call and kind of handed over the things of like, we got to cancel. Like this is yeah. all canceled he got to move out. Like it's that whole process. And my body was honestly in a state of shock. I don't think I ate for a long time. My mother had got to fly in just to make sure I could eat, like just take a bite of food. And my, um, my team, because I did not share my truth, I didn't even let them in. I, I didn't even let my, um, see our CEO in until six months later, they literally thought I had a terminal illness. Like they really thought something badly was going on with my health. Mm. They were mm. all so concerned showing up to our <laughs> meetings. I'm 28 and like, I got to put on face. This is what societal, cultural, this is what I have been taught, especially as a woman, especially as a woman in this leadership role. I have really got to just maintain. Well, there was no maintaining anything when my body is in this space. Um, I ended up resigning, ended up moving back to Kansas, lived in my parents' basement for, you know, that lasted only a few days, <laughs> but I got myself this apartment and like wallowed, um, numbed, lots of alcohol, lots of partying. Thank goodness. My part of myself had a nice savings to be able to just like, literally, I don't even that stage of my life was a blur. And I wish I had the tools I have today to be able to walk through that. But, um, this is happening to lots of people where it's just like life happens and everything else is still continuing. And how do you continue? How do you, how do you even like move past that? You yeah. know, it's yeah. like, oof, I wish I had Ishtar when I was 28. I wish I had Ishtar when I was uh, five. This should be a it should be an introductory life. course at like literally like, preschool. It should for parents. It's a way to move your emotions, <laughs> especially mm. if you're becoming a parent. You're like, oh gosh, yeah. I I love that you're sharing this tender story, and I think so many can see themselves in that story. Um, and I I know even if people can't fully relate 
they get it. Like they get it. Stuff happens that we are not in control of. It's it's interesting you mentioned the work part too, because that also, we've talked about this. That's been my story. You always show up publicly appropriate. And for me, especially at work. <laughs> mm -mm. You know, I live that very compartmentalized life. You will not know much about me. I'll be friendly and social enough, but no, you're not, you're not getting past the veil. That's just not it. Well, and like, that's a whole other experience too. That's a whole, as a, as a, it's a whole black woman, that's as a the woman, whole other, so many a layers. Black woman as so the youngest on a leadership team. Like, yeah, it, it, it's just a lot. Right. And I remember. I, that's why I say in the car, because it was me commuting at that time to and from work. And it was a couple hours or so um, each way. And that was my time. I remember to, you saying I just go through things. But I, yeah, I, I remember asking myself, I just looked in the rear view mirror, like sitting in traffic, just look through the rear, rear view mirror. I was going through a divorce and nobody knew not a soul. And in fact, when I did tell my closest friends, they were in complete shock. Like it shook their foundation. Like what? I like the world, my world was shocked because I was always appropriate, always appropriate. I don't talk about anything that's not going well. Don't share it. Not even the ones who are closest to me because I carried a sense of obligation. Like I have to protect who was then my husband. I have to protect how people view him, how people view us. It's all about being publicly appropriate. And like, oh my gosh, if I'd had some different tools, let me take that back. I had a wonderful set of tools. I just didn't know how to use them. I, I, I didn't know how to use any of the tools that I had. And so, I relied on my habitual way of being, which was what I was taught. Pull it together. Like I'm a strong black woman. I, this will not take me down. I'm pulling it together. I got to do this. We were living in the same house, separated in different rooms. Mm -hmm. These are you know, your groceries, not like just roommate stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not built for that. Like that's not a kind of life I'm, I'm built with. And then feeling the pain I was feeling and it was about me hurting him like that was my best friend like I don't want to hurt my best friend but what I'm doing is hurting him and to watch someone go through the hurt that you've caused it's like oh my gosh this is bad enough as is and now we have to be in the same house and I have to witness and I'm going I'm up for this promotion I've got this going on I'm building my coaching business on the side after work. I'm in a studio recording music and just like demoing and just learning and all of this and going, my whole world just wanted to stop. I just wanted time to stop just so I could figure it out. And what I know now is my brain didn't, she didn't need to figure anything out. Like it was all in my body. Like if I had known how to use the tools I was given, my brain would have fallen in line. Like, oh, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it carried forward some lessons for me that I hope no one else has to learn is that we do get to pause. 
The lesson is we get to pause. I learned the lesson that's pausing for the week. Anybody got time for that? Life is still going. I still have to show up and lead at work and do this and do that. I have to, I have to be this strong black woman. And I was like, well, where did a strong black woman go? I'm like, wow, I robbed my friends and myself of this beautiful opportunity for us to bond and become closer and for me to be held and for me to be mm, just very present in an emotional place. I always regret that I didn't bring them in. I always regret that because I'm going, man, that could have been such a beautiful turning point in our relationships. I mean, we have beautiful friendships and sisterhoods um, then and now. It's even better now, but I'm only imagining how I could have probably for the first time in my adult life known what it felt like to feel completely supported and to be received in my emotional states and not just received. She's up, she's moving, she's doing things, she's motivated, she's inspiring people. Yeah, I get to be seen as as human <laughs> as well. And that, that kind of transition, I think is happening to a whole lot of people right now. Like you said, with layoffs, breakups, all kinds of things, just life. And I don't know if it's so much a question, but as maybe something to ponder, journal about and think about for everyone who's watching and listening, like how are you navigating through either self-imposed transitions that are difficult or transitions that just came and pulled the rug from underneath you? Like how are you navigating? Are you taking care of yourself? Is ego in the way to say, I'm not gonna tell anybody, I'll just suffer in silence. I'll handle it on my own. That's, is that how you're handling it? That's the part that is really like <laughs> in my heart. Um, because I learned a very valuable lesson. It was months later and I stayed in contact with my CEO and I finally told him, I said, listen, I just need you to know what happened. It wasn't like you, it wasn't your leadership, you know, like your leadership. It was here's what happened. And I did not know how to respond. His response was so straightforward and honest of Jill, why didn't you tell me you could have went on sabbatical? Exactly. I literally know exactly where I was sitting in this little studio, like room in my like one bedroom apartment. And I was just like, in like literally dumbfounded Mm-hmm. that this could be a response. And I was like, mm-hmm. what if, what if I would have said that I would still be living by the beach, which was a dream of mine. Like, what if I got this opportunity? That's the other piece of like these responsibilities. Yeah. It's like, we are upholding an expectation because I, I got this role, this, um this man who we were such good friends and he was the CEO and he had asked me, I was young, you know, like early twenties. Yeah. What do you, where do you want to be in five years? And I <laughs> took a breath in and I said the woman's name that was the, the VP of sales at the time. And I said, I'm going to have her position. Just things happen. And lo and behold, I do, I get this promotion to the director of sales, which then the next step would be VP. Right. And it's, it's then all of the layered expectations of self, the layers of which you were up for a promotion, 
the layers of like things that you've worked, worked for and everything gets so muddied when the rug is ripped from out from under you. Yeah. And so I think the lesson and the thing that we are really both of us like offering to you all is where can you just raise an olive branch and to who just one person that for me was, I think the most crucial state. Cause you're saying like, God, what could have been if I would have let my friends in? What if you would have just let one friend in, you know, like why do we think we have to keep carrying these burdens by ourselves? You know how many women y'all, we have really strong shoulders. We have strong shoulders because we've been carrying it all ourselves. And as a yeah. collective, we're freaking tired. So let's lay it down. One, we have one to. branch. We have to. We have to lay it all down. We, we absolutely have to because there's big work for us as women on this planet. Like there collectively is big transformational work in the world that gets to be delivered through us as women, we can't get there when we are bogged down with all of these things. And I'm not saying we don't get to feel our anger, our sadness, our grief, heartbreak. We get to feel all of it, but we don't have to feel it alone. We don't have to go through any of it alone. And we absolutely don't have to hold on to it. We do not have to hold that. I was good for that. In, in my church growing up, like come altar prayer, leave it at the altar and you walk away. Like you leave, I was good at leave like, I'm leaving it all on this altar. I'm going back to get it because I didn't know who I was without fear and shame and guilt and pain. I didn't even know who I was without it. So it's like, ah, I know I left it all at the altar, but I don't know how to be. I don't know how to be. This is what I know how to do. I know how to be in grief. I know how to be in pain. I know how to suck it up. I know, okay, so let me go get my stuff back. My big 500 pound backpack. Let me go get it again and just put on my face. Okay, That's the piece too, is there's a lot of practices out there of like, and I've done them and in some instances, energetically, it is supportive to do the like, write the letter, burn it to as, as you're saying, like, leave it all at the altar, leave it all. Like you will release it. You can do the cord cutting energetics. And the truth that I have found is deep in the crevices, my body still holds because there are memories in my body. You can do the energy work, energy, energy bodies are one thing. Spiritual bodies are another thing. Our physical body is another thing. And our physical body will hold these memories whether you responded, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, however the response was, she's going to hang on to it. She's also hanging on to the emotion. Yep. So we can, we can physically say, oh, it's a full moon. I released, oh, <laughs> I released, I'm free. Okay. And this yeah. is why we are so in devotion to this work that is Ishtara and the rewiring of our nervous systems in a really safe trauma informed manner, because you've seen it. I've seen it. We've both been witness to each other. Mm -hmm. There are things that are hidden in crevices of my body. And she is like, and today you're going to tell this story for moving meditation. And it's, it's just like, 
So it's our all. bodies tell the stories. I mean, completely our bodies hold the memories, hold the stories. And these wounds that we get, you don't walk through this life unwounded. Like these wounds that we get, we may say, oh, I'm healed from that. That was a long time ago. Time heals all wounds. Mm. It's not time that's healing the wound. <laughs> like you, you get to do things to, mm. to create the healing and to receive the healing. My healing was always right in front of me. I just didn't know how to reach out and grab it. Always there always available for me. I didn't know how because I was only hearing and knowing the stories that were stored in my body about what happened to me, what this experience was or whatever the case is. But we, we get to heal these wounds collectively. We, 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 it's, our, it's our birthright. And it's also what is best for us. These wounds, they're not just ours. Collectively, as women, this, these are women's wounds. And if you identify as a man, there are your wounds. There are your wounds as well. And we all get to heal together. And I'm not saying, like, go air your dirty laundry, tell it all. Old saying. I'm not saying just run out and go and share everything. You do have to have levels of trust. You do have to feel a sense of safety. Um, and you get to create safety. You don't just say, well, that person doesn't feel safe. I've been known of 20 years, they don't feel safe. So no, I mean, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but you need to be able to explore it. I, I would encourage anyone to just take a look at your wounds and take a look at how you have healed them and ask if they're really healed. Ask if they're really healed. You'll know they aren't really healed if similar things continue to trigger you. They're not healed. If you find yourself responding in similar ways to the same kinds of things over and over and over again, they get presented to you. Probably not healed. We are not therapists. We are not psychiatrists. We are not any of those things. But we, we know what we know from our own lived experience. We also know what we know from decades of training and education and this work to show our body that we uh, have been doing for a few years now. Are your wounds healed? And if they are not, what are some new ways you can go about it? Can you do a new thing? Can you do a different thing? Can you tell your bestie? Can you tell your mom, your dad, your counselor, someone you really find as your confidant? Can you share it with someone? I bet, I bet there are people out there waiting to hold you. There are people out there who want to support you, who absolutely would love, especially if you're a giver. I'm raising my hand for those you can see, especially if you're a giver and you love pouring into people. It feels so good for them when they can pour into you. It feels so good for them when they get to hold you and take care of you and you get to let them. You get to let them use your and discernment you, with who these and people And you are. get to be <laughs> in a beautiful space of receiving how they respond. Yeah. Because yeah. That's, that's, that's the piece. Absolutely. Yeah. And we uh, can't be afraid of how they will respond. Can't be afraid of that. If we're so afraid of how someone is going to respond, 
we get to choose, am I more afraid of that? Or am I afraid of continuing life as I'm doing it, knowing it's killing me inside? Hmm. Someone told me earlier this year, it's like, but it'll bring up some stuff about abandonment if they don't respond in the way that I need them to respond and blah, 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 blah. Like dead ass, she looked right in the camera and she was like, it could be the best thing for you. If they show up and they give energy of abandonment or judgment, it could be the very best thing for you because there are wounds in your life around that that you get to heal. You get to heal. Oh, and I was, I was met with some abandonment. I was met with some stuff with that person. It's like, oh, that stings. And uh, I got to tell my body a new story. Like you can handle with someone. I'm never abandoned. No one can abandon me. I'm never abandoned because I'm always supported, always loved, always taken care of. But we all get to find that out for ourselves. We all get to decide from a conscious place, very aware place, how am I going to heal? Not just move forward, but how am I going to heal? Mm. It's our choice. How do I want to unravel? Mm. Let us know in the comments, y'all. We just love hearing from you and we're here. We are, we love hearing and we are here for you. Uh, mm. What a beautiful, what a beautiful episode. Thank you so much, sister. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for everyone writing into us either individually or collectively, posting your comments. Um, we hear you and we see you and we so honor that you're so willing to share uh, very openly with us. And it also helps guide us to what you need. Uh, so thank you. Keep sharing, keep commenting, keep emailing, keep posting, keep keep with us, keep still. Mm, keep still. Until keep next still. time. Love you. What an honor it was to spend time with you today. We want to hear from you. Let us know in the comments what topic you desire us to chat on next. If you want more still in your life, Head to stilloriginalpodcast.com. If you'd like to see the full video episode, check out our YouTube community at Still Original Podcast. And we would be so grateful for you to share this episode with someone you know it may serve. We will see you next week, same time, same place, and always still. We are powerful. We are magical. We are, yes, we are still. We are powerful and magical. We can be still.